Hi, my name is Jocelyn Thompson Rule, and I am beyond excited to introduce you to my a new podcast, Listen Loudly. Now, if you were on my previous podcast, the jingle is the same. I kept that, but the name has changed. If you have not met me before, my name is Jocelyn Thompson Rule. I am a personal trainer and sports therapist and have been in the fitness industry for over 20 years. That gave me the incredible privilege of starting out in fitness pre-social media, which just makes me exhale even thinking about it. But it meant that I just got to learn my craft, hone in on my craft and undisturbed just the other few people, the other few coaches in the gym that I was working at. It was dreamy. So yes, I had the benefit of starting in the fitness industry a long, long time ago. I live in London with my husband and two boys. And yeah, let's talk about the podcast. So first of all, like I said, um, I had I had a podcast before called Fitness Unfiltered, which the final episode of that, in fact, I've done a mini episode just to introduce this new podcast, but the final episode of that was in February 2021. So it's nearly three years since I recorded that. And a lot has happened in that time. So whilst I've been in the industry for 20, over 20 years, my career has really, really evolved and changed since my last episode. So just to give you a little background of, of where I've been, I guess, like I said, in 2021, tail end of lockdown, are we going to call it? Maybe. I cannot remember the amount of on and off breaks we had during the pandemic. But that was the um, end of my previous podcast, but also the end of a really, really important over a decade of my career at Nike as a global master trainer. I did a lot there. I, I traveled around the world. I educated trainers. I recruited trainers for them, delivering their trainer education, traveled, did amazing events, worked on amazing projects. And I really was at a point where I felt that I had done everything that I could do. And there's a small piece of you that is kind of like, oh, well, you know, it kind of feels good, this role that I have. But actually, I thought it was a disservice to the company and also a disservice to anybody else who could come up and take that position for me to stay there when I felt that there was no more growth for me in the role that I was that I was doing. And time wise, that happened to work pretty well. I was also at that time, I was running a, a coaching mentorship for female coaches. I ran that because probably about 10 years into my career, there were certain things that I wasn't getting picked for, despite my experience, despite me maybe being more experienced than other people who were being picked, or I wasn't big enough or popular enough on social media or whatever. And guys kept on getting picked ahead of me. <laughs> I was like, well, that's a bit shit. But it made me think, well, if I'm not getting picked and I really feel good in my knowledge, I know I can stand up in front of and had stood up in front of hundreds of people and delivered a 40 minute long lecture on, I think one of the ones was on training for longevity or something like that to a room full of other coaches. I knew I could do all of that. I knew my knowledge was solid. I knew it was good. And I thought, well, if I'm not getting picked and these other dudes are getting picked, what does that say for other women coming into the industry? And so I set up the mentorship and I set up also Women in Fitness Summit to do that. Anyway, I digress. Those are the two things that I was doing. 
And as I was thinking about my departure from from Nike, and I I honestly didn't necessarily know what was going to be next, Peloton got in touch with me, and I went ah no <laughs> internally. And my husband said, "Just go for it." And you got to remember that I was very much yes, I was giving lectures, yes, I was running the mentorship, yes, I was doing all of these things, but it still felt very much behind the scenes for me, and I was very comfortable with that. Whereas Peloton is an online platform. If you're not familiar with it, it is wonderful. And it's, it's front and center. When I'm filming at any time, I've got nine cameras, not in my face, but in the room that I'm interacting with. And so I just said to BJ, my husband, I was like, what? No, like, that's not for me. I, I, I'm hands on. I'm not going to be able to physically be in touch with these people that I'm coaching. And anyway, he said, just go through the process see how it goes. And I was like, fine. Anyway, I loved the process and I took the job. So <laughs> for the last two and a half years, since April of 2021, I have been at Peloton and I am somebody who I take my time. There's a saying that, and I can't remember, I think it's Wesley Snipes. Um, it says, do not let the internet rush you. And I strongly believe in that and I will not be rushed. And I do take my time so I feel like I have taken my time after, over the last two and a half years to continue to learn my craft there. And it turns out actually that despite me not being able to see people on the other side of a screen, I have managed to hone my coaching skills, which is an enjoyable practice of mine, to still be able to com communicate that quality movement on the other side of the screen. And I went from coach to coach back to end user again. And I thought I would have to communicate in different ways, but it turns out actually the language of movement crosses over both. And so it was a smoother transition than I thought in that regard in the communication aspect. And it took a while to get used to being on camera, but now I enjoy it. So here we are. And here we are, because actually the previous podcast also was not on camera. It was just audible. So I could just sit in my pajamas. And now I can't do that. Do I have pajamas bottoms on? underneath potentially remember those COVID times remember the, the zooms anyway that's where I've been for the past two and a half years and that's not to say even now at Peloton that I feel like oh I you know I'm fully I fully know what I'm doing I'm still learning I'm still very much in that process and I love learning and I love being in the process of learning it is one of my favorite things to do it is the way that I really feel that you get to know yourself and also through teaching, you know more. So when I was running the mentorship, I understood what I was teaching more by virtue of teaching it. So why have I called it Listen Loudly? I've called it Listen Loudly because I feel that you have to listen loudly to yourself in order to be heard by others. Call it tuning into your intuition whatever you want to call it from me, the concept is listen loudly to yourself so you can be heard by others always. So when I'm teaching, when I'm coaching, I'm always saying, tune in, listen in. During those harder moments, if I'm teaching maybe an interval run or something like that, I'm fully aware that people taking that class, people moving with me are going through a level of discomfort maybe. And I will always say, get curious with that rather than, all right, it's going to be over in a minute or, or whatever. So I encourage people to actually sit with either the slightly more uncomfortable moments, or it may even be just 
that negative voice in your head, which is always there, by the way, we just get to know it a little bit more. But I'm always saying, get curious, tune in, listen in. Also the tune in piece, because I think that we are massively disassociated from our bodies and that communication between here and the physical is, is so important and is such a gift if you get to know it and tune into it. So that is why I've called this Listen Loudly, basically. It's an evolution, I suppose, of Fitness Unfiltered, the previous podcast. I had some incredible guests on there. I had many, many experts, immunologists, sports psychologists, incredible athletes, incredible coaches. It still exists. You can have a listen in. But this feels like I've grown so much in the past few years in many respects. And this feels like it feels good to do now. So I hope you'll enjoy it. And then the next piece is, so this is the one and only solo episode. So it's probably going to be a shorter episode if I don't stop chattering on as there's a gentle tendency to happen. But my guests for this series, I had a dream list of guests. And you may think that me having a dream list meant that it was maybe people who I didn't know, really, you know, whoever. Actually, many of them I know. Some of them are very close friends. But this feels like a a new growth piece for me. So there was an element of me that was kind of nervous about asking them to be a guest on this show. Also because so many of them are just incredible in their careers. I have authors, I've got singers, I've got people in movement. They're just phenomenal in their career. But what I have found in my 20 years is that there is a really common thread through movement that um, is more common between us than people think. So I'm really interested to hear stories about them that potentially other people haven't heard because often they've been interviewed about their book or they've been interviewed about playing for England or they've been interviewed about their latest album and maybe not about that connection piece that unites us all, which is the listen loudly piece. And also I feel that they very much have the same view as me about movement in that it is for everybody. And I, for example, would never have written a book on fitness because in my mind, all of the brilliant texts have already been written. But when I was asked to speak to access, to speak to ableism, I was like, okay, done, sold. Where do I sign? Because I think that, and obviously I've been in the fitness industry for 20 years. I love it. I will never not teach, move, educate in fitness, but there continues to be a massive gap between who feels comfortable and like fitness and movement is for them and who doesn't. And my job is always to make sure to the best of my ability that I can make the person who doesn't feel seen feel seen by me and feel welcome into 
the world of movement just because they are just because they exist so, so movement is for them movement is for everybody and I feel that all of my guests like I say have that same strength of feeling about their work about movement to a degree in their lives and so I'm just so excited for you to hear the conversations and then I guess coming back to the listen loudly piece communication is a really really important thing for me and two things communication is a learned thing listening loudly to yourself is a learned thing so if we think of listen loudly as again you know let's say kind of listening to your intuition that you know where you're like something happening like, I knew I should I knew I shouldn't have done that or I knew I should have done that and it all takes practice it all takes so much practice so even though I can be really sure of so many things there are still so many times that I go oh, I knew it I knew it so I think it's a practice I think it's something that we are continually working on But coming back to the communication piece, the most pivotal points for me where I had to listen loudly to myself in order to be heard by others was around communication. So an example of that was when I was in my early 20s and BJ and I had a a gym in the city at the time. We had a personal training studio. I went to a networking group every week to kind of promote the business and chitter chatter and do all of that stuff. And there was an individual there who spoke to me on several occasions, extremely inappropriately. And they would do it whilst I was just getting coffee, you know, kind of to the side, no one else could hear. And it happened a few times. And the chairperson of that group was a woman. And I just thought, okay, I'm, I'm done with this person saying inappropriate things. And I had snapped back as well the the second time it had happened. But I also wanted her to be aware of what was happening. I also wanted the chairperson to be aware of what was happening in her group. So I went and spoke to her at the end of a session one week. I explained what had happened. And she said, oh, they're just like that. That They just, they, they don't think before they speak. And that was such a punch in the gut for me because I was like, wow, first of all, it was really hard for me to ask you for help. Second of all, you've just completely diminished my experience in that. And third, you've still got this prick like here getting away with stuff. So that was a real eye-opening moment for me to go, okay, you need to be able to communicate on behalf of yourself because the people who you think are going to have your back may not. So it was a hard lesson, but it was a really good lesson to learn. And so communication, I believe now is one of my stronger points, but it has taken practice. It's a little bit like when we, you know, you hear the statement, no is a full sentence. Yes, it is a full sentence, but not everybody can say no as a full sentence. It takes practice to say no as a full sentence. And maybe no as a full sentence is not the way that you 
say no to something in in a circumstance. You know, somebody who uses no as a full sentence might get sacked from their job. I think that it, all of it is a is a constant work in progress. And I've, I've I too have posted on you know online like mm, it's a full sentence, but actually all of it takes practice. Listening loudly takes practice, and it's a forever thing, which is also why I have loved movement for so long. You are continually getting to know about yourself through your movement journey. And this podcast has started in the new year. That wasn't necessarily planned. It was just the the timing of it. I've been working on it over the last few months and it's, it's just been the timing of it. And I am very aware that with the new year comes a lot of chat of the new. And I'm not going to lie, in 2024, actually, there are some new things that I'm bringing, but all of those still require a level of listening loudly to yourself, a level of tuning in, a level of depth that you are bringing into that new thing from your life so far. So on a, on a Sunday night, usually I, I write um, my non-negotiable for the week. And I actually wrote, I wrote my non-negotiable for the year, this coming year, because I'm probably less of a goal setter and more of a, how can I create, I suppose, non-negotiables, boundaries, systems in my life that help me to continue to move forward. And so whilst it's a new year, whilst there can be a level of new projects, new things, exciting things on the horizon, which are all great, don't forget how much that idea of listening loudly to yourself of bringing the depth of who you are. And if you don't think that you have depth to bring with you, you do. To be able to bring that into either continuing on as you were from last year or into anything new that you are starting. So that's me. Thank you for listening. Uh, One and only solo episode because I have some incredible guests coming up. But for now, I am signing out of Listen Loudly. Thank you for listening. And I cannot wait to bring you my incredible first guest who is phenomenal next week. I will see you next time. <laughs>